Day, this is the Edible Valley Podcast. Merry Christmas. Uh, my name is William Stringer. And I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser, and today we're unwrapping Christmas. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. So, uh, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Apparently, happy Christmas is a British thing. Is it a British thing? Yeah. Okay. I said it to someone the other day and they went, that's very British. And I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, It is what, I mean, let's be honest. What date are we recording this? Uh, We're, I don't know what date it is. Is it the 14th of December? I don't know what, I don't know what days it is anymore. It is the 14th of December. So we are we are celebrating Christmas nice and early um, because hey I mean I'm sure you listening to this uh, starting to think about Christmas what you're going to get on that table I mean it all depends on how many people you've got coming around where you're going what the situation is but whatever your situation is we hope to have something for you in this episode. Well, yeah, I thought today we could talk about, I remember we did our Christmas uh, episode last year. Yeah, I remember it well. And I did a, a, was it the 12 days of Christmas? Yeah, but you didn't give us the samples that you promised us. Oh. I'm still waiting. They're coming. I promise, (laughs) they're coming. Uh, So we've got some great cooking tips and and tricks. And John is great with this. I mean, you should be called like John the Hack or something. Because you just just hack Christmas. John hacks Christmas. That's what I do. I like to hack Christmas. And I like to... I I just thought, you know what? These are the things I do in the restaurant. This is how I cook. These are the things that you can take home with you. And they can just make your Christmas that much easier. Yeah. Because there's enough stress. Like, did you get a gift for everyone? Did you get the right gift for everyone? Yeah. Have you, you know... Have you got enough food? What's what? Where are you going to be? All there's so many things it's going so on in everyone's life. So I just yeah. thought if you're stuck with cooking Christmas dinner, like I am doing this year, so as in we have a family tradition that we rotate between house to house to house, and it's always and it's a, we have a it's all aunts and uncles and everyone gets there. You need so a spreadsheet that kind of complication. There is a spreadsheet <laughs> that flows around, and honestly, I had no idea. And of course, with Erin now, she's like, "So what are we doing for Christmas?" I'm like, "I don't know." Some will tell us eventually. Now, and John's just got married, by the way. Can we do a yeah. Edible Valley clap? <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Anyways, say in France. this is our first first Christmas together. That's going to be good. So it should be very interesting. Are you just going to be away cooking the entire time? Just on Christmas Day. Cause it's, <laughs> because as I found, my dad pulled me aside and said, so I know you've probably forgotten, but... You got a new wife. You have a new wife <laughs> and... You guys have to make Christmas dinner this year and host it. So I'm like, okay, great. And being the guy that's oh, wow. being the guy that's selling two houses and and trying to start new and have has half of his stuff packed away, uh, I will be doing it at my father's house this year. So yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. There to I was looking big... at the square footage of this place and thinking, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, well, we're we're gonna have somewhere we've ha- we have roughly between twelve to twenty four people every year, so wow. it sort of changes up because you know there's different sides of the family, so everyone spreads apart. But so the hacks you're gonna use, you're gonna tell everyone else about, right? Of course. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, let's look. Uh, I mean, so we've got 
discussing Christmas dishes that, as we know them, but also it is different in different countries in the world. We can talk a little bit about that too. Can yeah, we, can there, we go into that? You want to go yeah. into a, a whole bunch of classic worldly Christmas dishes? And I thought this was kind of fun because I was like, I was looking. I thought with the uh, we could start off with with yourself and the United Kingdom. Okay, uh, how we have Christmas pudding. Yeah, is that not? A th- I'm like, I think I'm learning right now. Is that not a thing here? It, it's a thing within many families here. Yeah, but it's not so much as detailed. Like, yeah, I think North America and Canada, it's turkey with stuffing. Yeah, yep, you know, yep. mashed potatoes, maybe yep. some green beans, Brussels sprouts, whatever. Like that's kind of the traditional, yeah. traditional thing. And then there's a lot of family add-ons and stuff like that. So I know uh, every year we would have it at my every year when the rotation came up at my uncle's he always made a beautiful um christmas pudding yeah and you put brandy over the salt and set soaked with brandy and then he always made a brandy butter to go with it or you could serve with a custard or whatever and it was just like intense so it's kind of a cake and i'm going to jump in straight away and say that is kind of a cake not a pudding as a north american would call it um it's more of a a cake uh than it is a pudding and a pudding in the uk just means dessert basically right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i also want to jump in quickly and say generally speaking i was saying this to eva the other day in the uk we have roast potatoes where in north america they have mashed potatoes many more but we do roast potatoes very rarely mashed potato in a meal like that yeah Yeah. we're we're we like our mashed potato over here something oh yeah throw some roasted garlic (laughs) um yeah so we can just flip right down i mean like france uh definitely the yule log is the old you know nice sponge cake with uh chocolate uh, buttercream frosting on it uh is always a festive one what was i looking at germany uh christolten what Christolten? is that? Uh, so that is a fruit cake, much uh, a fruit cake that's baked with uh, nuts, dried fruit, and marzipan, and then dusted with uh, powdered sugar on top of it. Bloody hell, that sounds nice. It's quite nice too. Yeah, I bet the Germans do Christmas really well. You just get the impression. You know, yeah. And then what well, we got like uh, the Spanish. I can't even pronounce the Spanish word, but it's a it's a truffle uh, Christmas turkey. Oh yeah, uh, stuffed with truffles, breadcrumbs, spices. And it's a luxurious centerpiece on the dinner table. Why do we always do this in the morning and hungry? Uh, it's a very good question. <laughs> uh, I was also looking at, uh, in Mexico, uh, tamales are a, a big suggestion for for, uh, for Christmas. And then Sweden is definitely doing a smorgasbord with lots of pickled herrings, meatballs. Have you tried uh, pickled herring recently? Uh, honestly, in Aldi... Which I don't think actually is in Canada, but Aldi do this pickled herring in a creamy sauce. Mm. It sounds disgusting. They're amazing. Just if you see them, pick them up. Oh, they're usually in the German section. Check in into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good. Um, yeah, and so there's a there's a great uh, great one. So, but pickled herrings, man. I don't think I've actually eaten pickled herrings in a very long oh, time. So good. If I used to looking, eat them a lot when I was a kid. But well, if you're looking for a snack that's healthy that will get rid of hunger, nice bit of protein, a jar of pickled herring. I mean, forget the one with the nice creamy sauce. You can get this anywhere in the Comox Valley. Uh, in just a jar of them. And they're rolled up with a cocktail stick down the middle. And you just, really good little snack. Nice Very and, good for nice you. Nice and salty. And oh, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look a bit dodgy, but they're very, very tasty. 
Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the world. Well, um, and I think the thing when you think about the world is a lot of it is all about having meals and coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's what ties it together. And that's what we always talk about here yeah. on the Edible Valley is like sharing a meal. And that's like the best part of Christmas. Uh, but let's talk about some practical tips on when you got to set up. Yeah. For okay. doing, doing Christmas. Well, but this is the, this is what we need. Right. So John Hacks. John Hack is your new name. John Hack. John Hack. Oh, my. That sounds amazing. John Hack. Your presenter, John Hack. Okay, John Hack. <laughs> Give us some hacks. Well, I mean, let's get, get down to the thing. It's like plan ahead. Yeah. Take the time to sit down. This is what I did with, uh, with myself and Aaron. We sat down and we wrote down. And I have about 20, 18 dishes here Okay. that I'm going to do for, for Christmas dinner. So when does the... The, the, the preparations already started. It's already it's started. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, sit down and write what you want to serve for dinner. Yeah. And, and so, so we're doing... 11 days out from Christmas. Yeah. And the list has started. So is, that an, is that what you'd recommend? That's what I recommend. Yeah. And then, and then once you get that stuff, start bringing together your ingredients. Okay. So I'm not saying go out, like, how many days are we out? Don't go out and buy the fresh yeah. salad greens and stuff like <laughs> that, right? Uh, if that's going to be on your menu or even a lot of the vegetables. Like, you can save on those for a little bit. But, like... If there's a time you can get your turkey or you can go to your butcher shop, like, and like, I know the butcher's block does a turkey from Tanadice Farms, just to spit out a name. You can go uh, save your turkey there, order a turkey ahead of time. And maybe right now it's probably a little late, but I'm going to say there's, there's an opportunity to just plan ahead, get yeah, your I mean, ingredients I'm, lined up. And I bet you go. can order it in November or September really, really early. Well, and, and it's been, if it's a Tanadis farm or somewhere like that, I mean, they don't sponsor us, but I imagine they have a very, very good life. Uh, so there's the ethical kind of edge there. Oh, if and you can afford it. Beautiful turkeys. Yeah. 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 Um, so when you've got this list, what, are there any things that you're going to try and knock off kind of well before Christmas Day? You're right on to my next step. Yeah. And that would be like prep up ahead of time. So if there's stuff that you can do up ahead of time and freeze, like I'm going to be doing gnocchi. Oh, is Nokia a thing for Christmas? Not for Christmas, but it is a thing for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was going to do a, a roasted uh, squash and gnocchi dish. That sounds nice. Yeah. So I will do those up ahead of time. I have some potatoes, so I was going to roll them all out and then freeze them off. So I'm ahead of that. If you're going to do a soup, you could do like a nice butternut squash soup. Cook, Do it up. Freeze it off ahead of time. And right. then okay, on nice. Christmas Day, you're not going through all the yeah. the things. You've got everything ready there. You have a bit more time to you know socialize with people and just be ready for it. Yeah. This is what struck me when I first started working in restaurants years ago, is how much is prepped ahead of time. You imagine them working just like you know you do at home, and someone orders it, and you're like, oh, they've ordered a burger, right? So we need to get the burgers out the fridge and we need to get the bun no everything is ready everything's pre-prepped you you use multiple items for multiple dishes i mean that it's just i'm in awe of it yeah the preparation if it's done well it runs smoothly and that that's can right go over to christmas yeah. as well the other thing is you know connecting with the people that are going to be at your your meal and making sure that you are hitting their dietary needs too. Right. This, I mean, this is a thing. You may have someone who's allergic to nuts, you know, so there could be an allergy thing there. So if you have a dish with nuts, you know, you can keep it separate and keep all your utensils separate. Like, um, you know, the other thing too is you can assign people to bring stuff. Right. It's not a bad thing to do. Pot so you like. just assign done. Be like, can you bring in a salad for this? Or can you bring in the soup for the for the nice. meal or something like that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just depends on how you have your thing. And sometimes the potluck is 
Amazing. But a little bit of organization goes so that everyone doesn't come in with a lasagna, right? Well, <laughs> not a bad thing, as long as there's lots of cheese. Now, right. you've got this list in front of you. So already, you're starting to make real progress against this huge list. You're saying, right, I can make that, I can make that, I can make that, freeze all of that, this, that, and the other. I can assign that to these people. Suddenly, a list is half the size. It's it's it, Then that's it. You know, a lot of it's uh, just organizing yourself, time management in the kitchen. Yeah. Make sure you make that plan in your head. Be like, yeah. you know what? The turkey's going to take a little bit of time. And we live in an era where life is so good where you go, dear Google, <laughs> I have a 10-pound turkey. How long do I cook it for? Yeah. And there will be a dozen sites that come up and tell you how to do it. Yeah. And you can also decide on how you're going to be cooking it, right? Like... You can roast it in the oven. You can cut it down. Uh, you know, the old deep fried turkey is is always an amazing one. If Deep fried turkey? Have you never seen that? No. It's the best way to remove a deck from a house. To remove a what? <laughs> uh, you've never seen the video where someone drops a turkey into a deep fryer, a deep fried turkey, and the oil comes over, <laughs> hits a flame, and the entire thing goes up. So this oh. is one that has to be very <laughs> done very carefully, uh, and not on your back deck. <laughs> but those are the things are sort of planning and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So those are a lot of the things, and then look at your menu and try and simplify it. Okay, how would you do that? Well, and that would be just taking. You don't have, everything doesn't have to be super complex. Right. And I think a lot of people make this mistake that they're like, they see these recipes in a book and they're like, oh, I want this with this spice and this spice and this spice. And then you have this, you have like 30 steps for each dish. Right. Well, you can simplify it a little bit and just maybe, maybe you just have salt and pepper on your vegetables with a little bit of butter. You know, it doesn't need a hollandaise sauce or a bernaise sauce, you know, like you can do that, but I'm just saying, you know, give take some of the pressure off some of the dishes if you're having a wide arrangement of things. Wow. Yeah. So when you start to look at the list in this way, afterwards, it, it really does take the pressure off the whole Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the uh, I mean, just the act of making this list and going through this process, suddenly it's it's quite enjoyable. It's quite manageable. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And like one of the things I was looking at is I wanted to do a whole roasted cauliflower. Right. Nice. I was going to marinate it in uh, some a curry or whatever and then and then roast it in the oven so it has a nice crispy outside. And then you cut into it. But I realized with that dish, I can throw in a whole bunch of uh, root vegetables so I can put some parsnips, some carrots. I was even thinking some pearl onions. I was just going to throw it in a cast iron frying pan and fire it in the oven after I toss it in seasoning. And then that's... That's it. Three different ingredients in the one dish. Super easy. Just set it and forget it, right? Nice, so. nice. All right. Um, and now, uh, what were you going to move on to next? Because I did see cranberry sauce recipe. I am definitely looking at cranberry sauce as a... I'm going to put that recipe out to everyone for... Uh, I'm going to do, uh, we're going to do a video. Well, should we do a video do... for that? Yeah, we'll okay. do a video when we nice. release this. So that comes out. Um, where did I put my recipe? And I just wanted to keep this super easy because cranberry sauce is, I mean, you can buy it in a can and some people feel like that's Christmas is having it yep. come out of the can Boop. Boop. into on, a do bowl. Do your impression of it coming out. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I can't do that. It's just like. <laughs> you got the suction. <laughs> it's That's all about great. the suction. That's amazing. You're going to hear that and it just yeah. kind of boom, boom. And then yeah. it's just sitting there in an upright can position and you got to 
cut off a chunk with a knife and it's so easy to make fresh cranberry sauce and it's so much nicer and you can add so many little hints flavors to it you just know someone somewhere is making it fresh then putting it into a can to shape it maybe that's the i haven't got a problem with that you know what little mason jar uh but basically this one's super easy and i just thought i'd put it out there for everyone uh but basically you know you grab like a 12 ounce or 340 gram bag of fresh cranberries you can do this with frozen cranberries too works either way uh and basically you're just gonna fire those in a pot i'm gonna go brown sugar you can do white sugar of course uh just i want that little bit more molassesy flavor in there uh and then i usually do half and half sort of orange juice and water Okay. Just to add that little flavor. Nice. Okay. And then just you're going to put that on a simmer and then give it a couple stirs just to make sure nothing sticks to the bottom so it doesn't burn. Just stirring occasionally and just let it simmer for probably about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and then you can always add your extra flavor. So if you want to do a little bit of orange zest, you know, you can zest off some orange, uh, throw in some cinnamon, a little clove. Oh, cinnamon and clove. I mean, you can... It's that is Christmas. Oh, exactly, isn't it? Yeah, that's Christmas. And then if you want to spice it up a bit, throw a jalapeno in there. Nice. Throw throw some red chili peppers in there, right? Like there's, it's really a nice. You can throw in some basil. You can do, you know, just throw in some extra flavor. Just let that simmer, uh, and then you're just gonna remove it. Basically, you want to see the um, the cranberries burst. Okay. Right, and then you can just throw it into your into your can oh, and let it set up in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't recommend putting it in a can. I recommend a mason jar if you want to do it that if way. If you're gonna do it that way, okay. Well, it needs to be can shaped because it needs to have the shape of the 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 lid <laughs> with the rivets. <laughs> okay, uh, brilliant. Anyways, and then yeah, you can keep that into the fridge for uh, you know probably four or five days. So you can do this up way ahead of time, so you're not all stressful and then there's nothing better than fresh cranberry sauce on top of turkey yeah. so yeah. yeah and it impresses people <clears throat> just just like if you make a pie and you say i made i made the pastry exactly oh exactly. because it's uh, it really uh, yep that's all freshly made that's all freshly made and as long as you plan it well it's pretty easy it's yeah. a pretty easy goal well, let's just ramble off. I'll do a th- couple of things when you're doing your menu planning. Um, just to sit down and think about having a variety of good dishes, whether they're adding some vegetarian or even vegan dishes in there. Nice. And I know whenever you say the word vegan, people go, <laughs> you know, but it's not hard to make a vegan dish really nice because it's just, you know, you're just taking something with no animal products in it, right? So you can just nice roasted vegetables yeah you know as i said earlier green beans well you just the the best way to go from it you want your guests to be going oh my god this is vegan like yeah. then you know you've done it and when you're when you're thinking christmas you're thinking super warming comforting rich food well just do that with vegan food just think right well it needs to come they don't want lettuce yes ex- they want they want that warming filling nutritious yeah. Vegan foods. And yeah. if it's something that you may throw butter into, maybe you can just throw a little olive oil exactly. in or something along yeah. those lines. So yeah, having a good mix of proteins. So whether you have like a nice turkey, yeah. a nice ham, uh, and then throwing some nice vegetables in there is always good. Grains are great. And have a salad on the side. Nice. And you can have lots of different salads. So that's that's always a nice thing. And that's what other people might bring. Yeah, that that's, might that's be... not putting too much on them. Pass on there. Yeah. Uh, and then it depends on most people. I mean, I always like the old sit-down buffet 
or build your plate style where everyone, all the dishes come out individually, the family style dishes and everyone sits around the table and you pass around. Here's the turkey. Here's the stuffing. Yeah. The cranberry sauce. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just building it in the kitchen, bringing the plates out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The family style. I mean, Christmas is what that was made for. Oh, exactly. Uh, Now here's a great thing is labeling and describing each dish. Cause if you're in a large group, it's nice to have a little bit of description about everything. Or else, you know, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Cause you're honestly, if you're the cook, you're going to be the one standing there. Yeah. While everyone's eating, going, well, that is the roast potatoes. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, that is the cream jams. That's the, yeah. And then if you've got someone who can't have gluten or dairy, things like that, with that label, they just feel like they don't have to ask. There's no stress. Yeah. yeah. And it really makes a difference for these people to feel like they've been anticipated and they're ready for it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and then adding things that have like alternatives, like alternative, um, like milks or almond milk instead of using cream, you know, nice. for someone who has a dairy allergy yeah. or trying to keep away from adding, maybe you're doing your gravy instead of using, uh, making a roux and using flour to thicken it. You can thicken it with cornstarch or tapioca starch nice. or, yeah. or a different starch that's more, uh, accommodating to people. Um, yeah. And, um, just communicate with people and it's just about having a good time and don't get so stressed out about your stuff. I know I'm saying this on the podcast and Christmas Eve, I'm going to be having like little nervous breakdowns. Cause I'm like, Oh, <laughs> cauliflower didn't crust up the way I wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. We need right. Erin. I know you're going to be listening to this. Uh, John's John hacks wife, Erin hack. Uh, now, Aaron, you need to let us know if he does a meltdown, all right? Because yeah. he, we're going to do a John Hack meltdown podcast when we get back. Oh. Should we release this early as a bonus podcast? So actually, we can be getting this information out on time. We're going to get this out before Christmas. Yeah. So it's going to be coming up. Nice. It's coming up. Perfect. All right. Uh, well, this has been wonderful. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a quick hit of information, but there's not too much information there. But planning is the key thing. Delegation is a key thing. And then making it simple. I think that's probably a good summary of things. And then beyond that, enjoy yourself and enjoy the moment. It's all about being around family and having fun. And yeah, I've had Christmas dinners where we've been microwaving turkey because it's a little (laughs) underdone so that we can all eat in time. But you know what? It's it's all part of the experience. And everything else was absolutely amazing. So... You know the memories. It's a cliche, it's all about but it's the true. memories. It's, it's true. Years from now, you'll remember that one more than any other one. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, happy Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can't wait to do a New Year's podcast. I guess we want to do probably something about New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. That sounds like an excellent. Maybe we'll do a little bit about working out and getting healthy, right? Yeah. So well, I'm be... going to see a chiropractor right now. So I, <laughs> I'm able to work out without being pain. I'll let you know how that goes. Perfect. Uh, but happy Christmas. And thank you so much for I would being like part to add on too that like everyone, I'd like to, if you have any of your favorite Christmas dishes, you maybe you oh, can email yeah. them into us and yeah. send them out and we can yeah. talk about it after Christmas about how well your Christmas went. We, we would love that. Facebook is the best way to get in contact any communication is welcome we'd absolutely love your ideas and what we had a few comments from our tipping episode that just came out too (laughs) that was like that we got it a little wrong about australians as we took a shot at them (laughs) (laughs) i bloody love australians um and they do tip they do and they do tip and apparently it's all good so maybe we weren't the best but i can say that i was talking to a good friend of mine the other day about france and they don't tip either so well they tip like 
They round. Nice. They they round. If anything, like two yeah. euro or something like that. So. It's it's a uh, it's an I guess they call it the Anglosphere kind of thing maybe. Um, but yeah, I need to actually go to Australia and get less of my information from neighbours and home and away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, and happy Christmas, happy New Year, and we'll, and uh, we'll happy see you holidays. We'll Cheers. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips behind the scenes. And of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> All right. All right, we're recording now, so we can make this happen. Okay. You want me to go first? You always start this up. <laughs> All right, women, well, I've got to give myself some gusto. Let me just quickly. This is this is to be the bloopers in the back. All right, here we go. Here goes nothing. A very good day. This is the Edible Valley this podcast. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Okay, ready again?